to remind us of something that we've already been taught. If you remember a, a few uh, weeks ago, maybe months ago, I'd done a series of Coach Saban talking, having Kobe Bryant to come in and talk to his athletes. And we know that Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest athletes that ever played at the level he played at. And, uh, and, and you know that Coach uh, Saban at Alabama is one of the greatest teams ever. But yet he wanted someone to come in and talk to his players to help them to be able to understand what it takes to get to a higher level. Does that make sense? And then I took that, and, and, and I hope that some of you have done that, and we should do it every day. And Kobe Bryant, one of the things that he had said that he had done after every game, he said, I would edit myself. He said, you need to edit yourself. He told those young athletes, if you want to get better, you, every game you play, no matter how good, who won, who lost, whatever, you need to edit yourself. And then, you know, we talked about that as Christians, as people, we need to edit ourselves. And we'll, we'll go through that. You know, we need to, you know, we need to, if you edit yourself, then you can change, your, change some things in your life. You know which direction you're going. So every day of your life, at the end of the day, you need to edit yourself. When you have to make a situation or something has went wrong in your life, you need to edit yourself, you see? So sometimes you need to ask yourself, what are you doing? You ever know that? You know, what are you doing? You know, I'm in the same place all the time. I'm going backwards instead of forward. What's keeping me from going forward in my life? Come on here. What is keeping me from going forward in my life? You see, what is blocking me from going forward in my life? You know how to do that? You edit yourself. We all know that. If you've ever been, uh, well, you ever been sick, amen, we've all been sick, from eating. Let's say we've been sick from eating, all right, drinking, all right, or whatever. What you do is, you, you, if you get sick, if it's in the morning you wake up or in the middle of the night you wake up, what do you do? You edit yourself. What did I do? What did I eat? What did I drink? What is causing me to feel like I'm feeling? Am I doing all right? You see, you, you, do, you do that naturally, right? And if you, if you ever have had a financial problem and you make enough money to actually live the way you should live, but you're having some problems financially, you know what you need to do? You need to edit yourself. Where am I putting money at that I don't need to be putting money? Where am I spending it at that I don't need to be spending it, right? So you have to do that. You have to learn uh, uh, to edit yourself. So what, we, what I want to talk about, and I'm just going through uh, some short scriptures. That's why I don't have a reader. Uh, we want to make some changes in our lives. We want to live the best. You want to be the best person you can be. That's not God's responsibility to do that. That's your responsibility to do that. You, you see, your uh, husbands and wives in here, you want a better relationship, you need to edit yourself. Edit what goes on. What's caused us to have this argument? What, you, you understand? Because you, each individual needs to edit themselves, right? Because there's something, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Start with me. What did I do wrong? And if everybody does that, you'll find the answer You'll find the answer, okay? So step four in the 12 steps is made a searching and fearless. Cowards can never get better. Cowards can never get better. 
God did not put the spirit of fear in man. That's the scripture. And a lot of people don't get any better because they're afraid to take a good look at themselves. Right? They're afraid to edit themselves, you see? But this, uh, that step four made a searching and fierce moral inventory of ourselves. That's what we need to do. We need to take inventory of ourselves. If you would take inventory of yourself today, where would you stand as a Christian? Woman, Christian man. And then you can go on husband, father, wife, mother, father. You can keep going on from there. You see, it's right now, as, as Brother Isaac was saying, this whole country needs to take time. Sit down and edit ourselves. Where are we going? What's, what's, what are we doing? You see, we got too much stuff going on. People find a reason to separate themselves. You, you understand? And now it's not, it used to be somebody, you know, some group. You know, now it's not a group. It's a shot or a mass. It's things. But we need to go back over things and say, wait a minute. Look at the condition our condition is in, you see, to deal with that, you see. So that, that, that step four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Can you? You need to do that. You got to do that yourself. That's your responsibility. That's not God's responsibility. Take time out to look, but you got to be fearless because, see, when you edit yourself, you're going to find some things that you don't like about yourself. But that's okay because if you're fearless about it, you find those things you don't like about yourself, you can pray to God and he'll give you the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge to fix it. He'll help you fix it. And see, <clears throat> pardon me. And step five, admit it to God and ourselves and another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. See, we, we are free. Quit talking about I don't want nobody in my business. You need somebody in your business. Yeah. You see, you see, there, there are some people you can trust. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to admit to God, ourselves, and another human being. Sometimes you need to sit down and talk to somebody. That's what counselors are for, you see. And if it's too deep for regular folks, get a counselor. Go to some place and get somebody that you can sit with and help you deal with what's going on in your life. Are you with me? You see? And so you, you, have to, you have to sometimes, people, admit. That's a tough thing. You have to admit. It's a hard thing, especially for us men. It's a hard thing for us to say I was wrong. But it should be an easy thing to say I was wrong. Because, see, I can fix that. See, if I say that Gwen is the problem, then I gotta wait for her to fix it. But if I say I'm the problem, I can fix me. You understand what I'm saying? I can fix the situation or the circumstance. I can ask God and pray to God to give me what I need to change my circumstances and my situations. Are y'all with me? And, I, and I'm at uh, step five, I think I am. Step five, admit to God and to yourself and another human being the exact, listen here, the exact nature of our wrongs. Yeah, you have to admit to God the exact nature of our wrong. Quit being timid. Get down on your knees and say, God, this is what I've done. This is what's wrong in my life. You see? So one thing about prayer is sometimes we pray, we don't want to uh, pray and ask in repentance. Sometimes prayer ought to be repentance. 
So see, repentance means that I'm sorry for the things that I've done and I want God to help me clean my act up. Are you with me? We want to be stronger Christians. You see, we're looking at the world around us. It's gone, it's gone crazy out there, right? You see, we go from one thing to another. You see, we went from Black Lives Matter last year to the Asians right after that. You see, and, uh, we uh, gays before that. You know, Americans will find somebody to, be, to, to hate. People you don't even know, really ain't none of your business, but people who really, you don't know. You see, I have no clue. I, I'm ashamed to say this, I don't have an Asian friend. You know, I have some neighbors, we wave at each other, but we don't talk, you see? And I've always, I've told you all in here, now I do have people who don't look like me. And I'm telling you, for us to change, if, if you can't love a person, there's something wrong with you. He's talking about agape, not buddy-buddy, but agape. You understand what I'm saying? So, so I need to find out the exact nature of my wrong. Where am I wrong at? Johnny Fields, where are you wrong at? Admit to God and yourself, another human being, the exact nature of your wrong. Where's my hate coming from? Why am I hating this person? Where does my dislike come from? Where does my prejudice come from? Amen to that, right? Why, why, where's my sickness come from? Because all sickness, some sickness could be cured if we would do the right thing. You see? You see? Where is my wrong? Am I doing all right? And then, so uh, we want, I just wanted you to get to the point where you're not afraid uh, to look. Look, uh, I, I used to, Michael Jackson had a song that I really liked, Man in the Mirror. You remember that? Some of you, you know, because most of y'all don't listen to only Christian music. <laughs> uh, but I used to listen, I love that song, Man, if you actually you can sing it in church. There's, it's got more into it than some church reasons got into it. You see, but look, starts, if everything is going to change, it's going to start to make a change. Remember the song, make a change? Make a change with the man in the mirror. Make a change with the woman in the mirror. Make a change with the husband. Make a change with the wife. Come on here with me. Make a change with the children. You, we got to start making changes. There's, there's just, a, just much division in churches and religions and all of this stuff than the world's got. We're supposed to be better than that. All right, limitations. From the NIV, let us examine, okay? Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. We need to examine our ways. Test them and return to the Lord because there's something, what is, God wants me 100%. Why am I only giving him 90? I need to examine my ways. I need to test my ways. Are my ways God-like? If God would come in here today, people, every one of you, and, and check, uh, would we be pleased with what he would see in us? Because see, he can see in us what we other folks can't see in us. He can see what we're hiding down deep into our spirit and down deep into our heart, you see? And so uh, if he would, I've told people before, uh, if, if Christ would come and he would walk, walking down the street and he was going into churches, I would hope that he wouldn't have to come to Christ Temple North. And they'd look at me strange, and then I would tell them because if he has to come in here, we're doing something wrong. You see, I'd like for him to look up there and 
wave is at Christ of North. They got it right over there. You see, they can't have it right unless the people sitting in the pews got it right. You right? You know, we're a pretty diverse group of people here, amen? amen? Do we feel the same way Monday morning when we go to our jobs? All right. And so let us, I'm gonna do it again, let us examine, edit our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. What is keeping you? There's been time in my life, I can give this testimony, that I needed him to get me back where I needed to be. Have you ever felt like you needed to return? You ever felt like you had a prodigal daughter? You ever felt like you had a prodigal son? That you needed to get back to the Lord, that something caused you to stray? You see, so you need to edit yourself again and examine yourself. What is blocking me? There's a scripture that says, ye did run well, but what hindered you? You see, you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to, we want to be individuals that are not playing a game, setting up in church. We want to be individuals that really want to work hard to get our lives together. You understand? You can't help what the world, what, what the world is doing. That's their business. But where I can handle my world, that's me and God's business. All right? And it's the message. Is that what I'm doing next? All right? Let's take God. Let's take a good look at the way we are living. Hmm. How you living? And you know, Isaac will say that sometimes. How you living? And everybody will be saying, bless. Now, I want you to be, yeah, when I say how you living, I want to know, are you living a sanctified, consecrated life in front of the master? Are you living, God, the Bible says, live ye holy as your heavenly father is. Remember that? Are we living a God-like life? Did you say that? Your life will be better. I promise you, trust what I'm saying. Your life will be better. You, you won't have all that anxiety. You won't be all frustrated. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't have that depression that people go through, okay? So, so we need to take a good look at the way we're living and order, and, 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 and we order our lives uh, under God. Reorder our lives under God. Make some changes. Reorder our lives under God. So wait a minute, that ain't the way I was walking. Let me, let me take a look at here and get back over here and get myself together. I know better. Sometimes you need to look in the mirror and say, what are you doing? You need to, you need to, you need to reorder your life, get your life back into the way. It was. You remember when you first got in church and everybody gets fired up when they first get into church? They're doing everything right. They're reading their Bible. They're calling friends up. They're telling people about Christ. They're praying. You see, and then something causes you to step away. You see? You see, it's kind of like a marriage. You see, a marriage is good when people are doing the wedding. They get all excited, and they're really excited. It's like, you know, and everything is good, and they, have, they go on honeymoons and all this kind of stuff. And, and for the wedding, you know, it's exciting. I'm having a wedding, and they get excited about that. And then sometimes months later, now, now they ain't even, used to be years, now it's months. You see, it's like months, you see. Uh, the, as B.B. King used to say, the thrill is gone. 
Uh, and you got to go back and find out what, get this back in order. We need to go back, you see, go back to what created that fire into that relationship. Am I doing all right? You learning something? So, so I don't know where you're at, but I know where you're, wherever you're at, there can be improvement. Whoever you are in here, improve it. You ain't got it all together. There's room for improvement, right? And, you, and, and, and wait a minute, you're in good company. Because you're in good company. Because everybody up in here got something they can do to improve their relationship with God. And when you improve your relationship with God, you improve your relationship with each other. You see? You see, so we want God to, to fix our lives. I want God to fix my life. God, fix my life. All right, I'm going up to six, okay? We're entirely ready to have God to remove our defects in character. Woo! That hurts, that's like getting, going to the dentist there, boy. And they're not move, not using any medication and start pulling teeth, you see? Because you have, when you look in that mirror and you look at yourself and you see that you have some defects of your character, and your character is the problem. Mm -hmm. Listen to here, you know what character is? Character is who you are in the dark. Amen. You see, character is maybe who God sees and who you see. Mm -hmm. One thing about it, you can fool people most of the time, but you can't fool people all the time. And in sooner or later, it's gonna come out who the real person is. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I need to ask God uh, to come into my life and move the defects in my character. Because we supposed to, God, we are created in the image of God. We're supposed to be God-like. So if we're gonna be God-like, we should be, it's called God-conscious. We, we have God-conscious. That means, people, that we walk as Christ, talk as Christ, think as Christ, and we have the Spirit of Christ within us. And so we move the way Christ would move. We think the way Christ would think. What, what, what would you think Christ would do if he would see, well, he does see, what do you think, how he is grieving? There's a scripture that says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, we grieve in the Holy Spirit. Don't you know the Holy Spirit is grieving because of the way we're treating each other? Yeah, he's grieving because, of, yeah, he's wondering what happened. What happened to agape, that's love. What happened to the love, the, the, the God love, the agape love, the Christ type love, what happened to us? You see? So it's because there's some defects in our character. What changed us? What changed the way we used to be? You see, I remember uh, years ago when it was kind of fun. You, you know, you could get on your bicycles and ride around town and do all those things. Your kid can't even go around the block now. What happened? What happened like that? You know, you go to the store and people would have a smile on their face. Sometimes, I don't know if you've been, you go and some folks look like they're mad at the cashier. What's going on? What is going on? You see? You see, there's a time when you see a couple that were a couple. Now you see two people. You see? They both got rings physically but they ain't connected emotionally and spiritually. What happened? We need, to, we need to think about those things. Folks is going to church, but they don't have a relationship with Christ. 
You see? Are y'all with me? We're entirely ready to have God to, to remove all defects of our character. Are you ready for that? And you got to ask yourself, are you ready for that? You see, it's like starting in the ministry. People want to get in the ministry, but you ain't ready for the ministry because you got too many defects in your character. You see, I can tell you how that was. You know? No, God wants to fix me first as a man, as a God man, husband, father, and now grandfather. Get all that stuff fixed first before I'm ready to do other things. Are you with me? Yeah. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Humbly ask God to remove my shortcomings. You know what a shortcoming can be? Non-forgiving somebody. Because when you don't forgive, it enslaves you and, and, and keeps you in a prison of your past. That's a, that's a shortcoming. See, I want God to remove my shortcomings. Shame is a shortcoming. Blame is a shortcoming. You see? And then there's other things like procrastination is a shortcoming. Okay? Arrogance is a shortcoming. Pride is a shortcoming. These, these, and that pride, brother, Larry done a great job yesterday teaching us about pride. You see? Pride will cause us to really not care about who we are. It wants us to criticize who other people are. Because pride, pride is too scared. It doesn't, it's, it's afraid to look and see him or herself. You see, so we got to come to the point, no, humble me. Humbly ask him, God, remove my shortcomings. You gotta ask him to move your shortcomings. If there's anything in me that's, that's short in my shortcomings, Lord, move them. It takes a real man and a real woman to admit they got some shortcomings. But if you admit you, how can you go to the doctor and you don't tell him what's bothering you? You see? You, you see, if you don't tell God to remove your shortcomings, you stay sick. And your shortcomings will make you sick. They will paralyze you. They will paralyze you to the point that you will never totally be what God created you to be. So we're asking God humbly, we're asking him to remove our shortcomings. This lesson today is something that you want to take home with you, that you do as an individual. It ain't about two folks, it's about you folk. You see, you see, NIV, yes, Psalms 139, 23. Uh, This is a tough one. Now, we done our part. Now you get bold, when you really get bold and you really want it together, Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Mm-hmm. Try me and know my thoughts. If you really want to get a change, get down on your knees and say, Lord, search me. Yeah. You search me. Because, you know, sometimes when I search me, I miss things. Yeah. Are you with me? Sometimes when I, because see, sometimes when I search me, I think there's some things that are not important. But I didn't know that they were a stumbling block for somebody else or a stumbling block for me because it didn't look like that. That ain't no big deal, but it's a big deal. Because some little things to you can be a big deal to somebody else. Yeah. That shortcoming of the character, some things in your character that can be hurting other people. You see? 
Uh, so we got, to, we got to get it together to the point that we are be able to say, search me, oh God, and, and know my heart. Mm -hmm. Try me and know my thoughts. Now that's scary. Yeah. Now that, that part's scary there. Now see, some things I'm getting pretty good on the physical side, but now he's talking about getting into my thoughts. God, I didn't do anything. Then he turns back and said, but you thought it. You know, you see, well, well, I don't, Lord, this guy's over here, the woman's over here. I don't commit adultery. I've never been with anybody. Then Jesus says, but you looked and you thought it. That's tough. You see, I didn't call him or her a name. You thought it. You see, and I know that's got us all up in here. You see, you know, you know when, the, when you go to a game and the team, they always do number one, get winning. You see, have you ever drove and done number one? Just use a different finger. Yeah, you know you have. You thought it. And you, somebody never done the hand thing, you done the mind thing. You thought it. You understand what I'm saying? I don't, I don't speak to other people and criticize them. You thought it. And so that's why that scripture is telling us, you know, Lord, know my thoughts. Because I need help in my thoughts. You see, I really need help in my thoughts. Because, I mean, do I love people the way I love people? Do I treat people the way I'm supposed to treat people? Am I doing the things right that's God-pleasing? Say that, God-pleasing. You see, you see, and not it's anymore. It's not, it's not about me now. It's got to be about pleasing God. And when I'm pleasing God, my thoughts have to be God thoughts. Am I making sense to you? All right. And the voice, explore me. Oof. When you ask that, that's going to take somebody, it takes a whole lot of somebody to get down on their knees and say, Lord, explore me, oh God, and know the real me. Woo! I'm going to say it again. Explore me, oh God, and know the real me. I'm going to say it again. Explore me, oh God, and know the real me. God knows the real you. The, the, uh, the folks around may not know, but God knows the real you. He knows what's behind your actions, good or bad, you see? So if you want to change, you got to ask God to clean it up, you see? There are some, thing, there are some things that, uh, and you all know that you have to use different types of chemicals to clean up different types of dirt. And you can't do it yourself. So you go, you go buy something, some cleanings, you see, because you can't do it yourself. You see, and sometimes it takes a deeper substance, right, to get deeper down on the floor or wherever you're cleaning, right? Well, the Holy Spirit will get down deep. It'll get down, it'll get down really deep, okay? Oh, God, I mean, oh, God, and I know the real me. Oh, God, and you know the real me. I know the real me also. It didn't say that in there. I'm putting that in. Sometimes I know the real me. I know better because I done done all this other stuff up front, you see? So, so dig deep and, and discover who I am. Oh, Jesus. 
dig deep and discover who I am. What you're asking, you're asking, that's what you're asking, you say, God, dig deep into my heart, dig deep into my spirit. That's powerful. That's powerful. That is very, very powerful to dig deep and discover who I am, God. Get down deep into my spirit, down into my heart, down into my soul, and discover who I am. And put me to the test and watch how I handle the strain. Because when God works in your life and he does some things in your life, it's a strain. It hurts. It hurts. You know, uh, you're hurting me. You're, you're hurting me, Lord. And you know what he's saying? It's painful now. But it'll be better after a while. Yeah? It'll be better after a while. Knowing, knowing your true self will make you better. See, it is painful. But I want to be better. And God, whatever it takes. Don't do it unless you're willing to go through some pain, because you're going to go through some pain, you see? Because one of the things is going to be, oh, I'm the problem. And one of the most painful things in your life is to have to say, I'm the problem. Listen here. They didn't hurt you. You hurt you putting them there. And then you want to blame it on God. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Everybody with me? Some of the things that when you discover and, and, and God puts you to the test and, and help him handle a strain, it could be you walking away. I'm not talking married folk in here. Don't get stupid. All right? Yeah, well, the pastor said, we, I need to get away from you. Yeah, yeah. He don't believe in that, right? You see, there's a lot of things that, are, that you're hanging on to. It could be your past. You got to give it. You see, some people are comfortable in chaos and confusion. Thank you. In chaos and confusion. God will strip you of that. Now it's painful for some people to live in the norm. Are you with me? All right. Psalms 139, 24. I didn't think I'd make it through this. See if there's any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Lord, I want to come back to you. Sometimes we need to repent and ask God, I want, I want to come back to you. Now I'm going to use this parable, say parable. I have talked to people in my lifetime in the ministry and they have cried because they put the wrong person out of their life. Maybe somebody in here may have done that. I have talked to people who have cried because they put the wrong person out of their life and it's very painful for them. Well, when you put God out, you gotta do all this stuff I just said here and say, God, Bring me back to you. Let me find a path that'll bring me back to you. Do you see what I'm talking about? 
So that means that you ain't got time. Uh, you ain't got time to worry about what other people are doing. You ain't got time. You remember how your pastors taught you when you're pulling weeds out of somebody else's garden, they growing in yours. You see? You see what I'm talking about? And and, and that Matthew's uh, uh, seven and four, I think it is seven and four. It talks about that. You can't help somebody else when you got a bigger problem than they got. You see? It, it, but it makes us feel comfortable. Well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Yeah, you are. You're worse. Because you're a critic, a self-righteous person, and also you got a problem. The Bible says you got a, a plank in your eye, and they, you see, they got a speck. So this morning's lesson is, come on, edit yourself. Don't be afraid to edit yourself. You remember the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror? Don't be afraid to look at that man in the mirror, that woman in the mirror. Don't be afraid to ask God to take some stuff out of your life. You see, tell him, get all of the junk out of my life. And guess what the junk usually is, your past. You can't do anything about that. Satan uses that, Satan uses that to hinder you. And it can be anything. And I understand that some of you in here has been through some very painful things in your life, in your past, maybe in your childhood. Things have happened to you, abuse, uh, sexual abuse, mental abuse, uh, uh, whatever. You gotta let that thing, if you stay angry, you keep it alive. Nobody, let me go over here. If you stay angry, you keep it alive. You see, your angry feeds it, and it keeps it alive. But when you ask God to remove it, it smothers it, and it dies. You see? You see, there's a book called uh, uh, Past Feelings or something. Somebody will get it for me. Buried. Yeah, real loud. Yes. Yes. Buried alive. Feelings buried alive never die. It's a great book. No. Kill him first. Then bury him. You want to live free? You want to be all God wants you to be? You can't have a past. You see? Sometimes you get in your life, you want to look at that mirror and you want to smile and say, God's working in my life. Thank God I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I'm going to be, but thank God who I... I'm not who I used to be. Thank God that he's still operating on me. Thank God he's still moving in my life, changing some things in my life, taking some things out that need to be taken out, putting some things in that need putting in, grabbing me by the hand and walking me through the straight path. Oh man, what a way to go. He's driving me. I used to have that confusion, that chaos. I'm not talking about chaos, all of us, and, and walking in darkness, feeling around our way in darkness, trying to find ourselves. Thank God I'm past all that. Now God has got me by the hand and is walking me in the straight path. You see? And it just simply took one thing, is to say, God, I've edited myself. There's some things that I don't have the strength to fix but I got the courage to let you do it. You understand? I got the courage to let you do it. 
Are you ready for that? Are you ready to make those changes in your life? That's the question. Are you ready to, to make a fearless, I mean, fearless moral inventory of yourself? Are you ready to, to, to go every day, every day of your life? You can say, Pastor, I get it now. I get it what you're trying to tell me. Every day, I need to edit myself. Every, every, I'm told every day. At the end of the day, I need to edit myself and ask God, first of all, edit myself and allow myself to find out some of the things that I think I've done wrong and then ask God to show me the things that I got wrong that I didn't acknowledge or I didn't understand or see. Because you've hurt people's feelings. You didn't hurt their feelings, but you did. Wives will do this more so than men. They get their feelings hurt, so and they say, well, it's okay. We're all right. No, you're not. It's not okay. It's not okay. You see, it's not okay to hurt somebody, and it ain't okay to tell somebody it's all right. Are y'all with me? Right. It's, it's, you need to edit yourself and let people know what's okay and what's not okay. It takes a fearless person to do that. Do you understand? Are you ready to walk the way God would have you to walk? Well, then you, let us take a good look at the way we are living and reorder our lives to the way God would have us to be living. Are you ready to do that? Brother Kyle, make your way up here. Are you ready, ready to do that? Come up top. I'm going to have you to pray for us. Uh, you see, are we ready to do that? We ready? Yes. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to make that move? You need to ask you, Kyle, I want you to pray for us. I, you see, are you ready to do that, okay? Look at me. You can do it. You can do it. But you can't do it being a coward. You can't, you've got to be fearless. You've got to be fearless. Are you ready to be that? Amen or not? All right, how was that message? Pray for us.
We love you and we thank you for these words. We ask that you just keep us all close. And we give praise and glory to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me know when we're all.